What? A back-to-back episode? This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. What's up, guys, and welcome to this very special edition of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. My name's Adam. I'm Diane. I'm Sammy. And I'm Eric. Eric! He's back. Diane, Sammy. (laughs) Eric, recently I I said, I texted you and told you, like, the last time you were on, it was over a year ago. Didn't I say that? Yeah. Well, welcome back, buddy. Oh, it's great to be back, and uh, I still have very fond memories of that one time a year ago when I was on your show. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad to have you. We're here to just one day after releasing an episode, another episode. We got back-to-back oh, wow. episodes. Isn't that crazy? Well, you know, the thing is, I bet, I mean, call me crazy, but I think that when you recorded and released that episode- Can I call you maybe instead? Yes, you can call me maybe. <laughs> um I don't think there was this beautiful, very, very, very long, very detailed article on Rolling Stone. No. There sure wasn't. And, you know, we're here to deliver something we promised quite a while ago. Because now that we have song titles, we're going to take our wildest guesses to try and figure out exactly what those songs are about. <laughs> and I'm sure our guesses are going to be so off base and ridiculous. We're on October 27th when Taylor's new album comes out. We're going to have another episode and be all like uh so remember that one time on that rolling stone special edition yeah so i I don't i don't know about that i don't know about that because we do get some hints in this article in fact well let's be honest this article overtly states what some of them are about but i feel like we could still have fun kind of trying to flesh out the stories a little bit more we could and just to tease everybody I, i think we should save that for last so they have to listen to everything else we have to say first Ooh, that's you. You always hold your listeners' uh, attention hostage. Yes. Now they're just gonna sit there and be like, "Are you serious right now?" <laughs> okay, I swear it's gonna be entertaining until that point too. We're gonna talk about everything else in the Rolling Stone article, and then we'll Boy, get to the songs. And let's let's be fair. That this Rolling Stone article, separate from containing uh, these five out of thirteen of the song titles from the upcoming album, I did my homework. Um, apart from containing, and you did those your math song titles. Yes, I did the math. Mm-hmm. I counted. <laughs> I, I I do that sometimes. Um, um, what was I saying? Oh, yes. The article is awesome and really presents – I don't know if it's unique in this because I don't often read really, really long articles about Taylor Swift, though I assume that there are people out there writing them. But this really offered quite an insight into what it's like to live and be Taylor. It did. It did. Um, you know what's funny, Eric, is one one other note on why we're recording this back-to-back is the fact that yesterday we made complete dummies of ourselves. It was actually really funny. We we were like, yeah, so a Rolling Stone article comes out soon, and we have no idea when, and we released that episode, and then all of a sudden, like, the next day. The Rolling Stone article comes out. The Rolling Stone like, article oh, comes out. <laughs> so oh, here it is. What, what was Sammy are. saying? Um, I was just going to say that um, the article itself also, I think, gives a good insight into what the album is going to be like. Not only the songs that she talked about, but the other half of the songs that we don't know. Um, And I think that it'll also be kind of good insight into what her life has been like the past two years and things that we don't know. So it's kind of interesting on both sides. It is. That's all I was going to say. 
and like you said, Eric, it is quite lengthy. Um, you both pointed out, Eric, that it t- gives us some good insight into her life and Sammy insight into the album. So I think the best way to probably tackle such a long article, we'll break it down a little bit. Anyone okay. disagree? Yeah. yeah, sounds like yeah. A plan. No, no, I agree. It's just, but broad strokes here. If I can just say that I found a lot of this article, in fact, more than half, so a disproportionate amount of the article to be terrifying. I was just gonna say that I was thinking when I was reading it, like this poor girl, like she has to deal with people constantly, like wanting to get pictures of her and like wanting to know all this dirt about her life. Like this is what like, think... she goes through every single day, every hour. Yeah, and I think that this was the first time that she was very candid about how she felt about it. Usually she's very, you know, not okay with the situation, but she sort of makes light of the situation. And this was one of the very first articles where she was like, it's really very uncomfortable and I get very, very creeped out. Well, I mean, this this article really does uh, wear many hats, but but that um, the beginning of the article starts with that the metaphor, right? She's talking about fame. And she's talking about a guy wearing a cat on his head, like a hat. Yeah. Um. I found a photo of that. I I we tweet I tweeted it. Oh I found yeah. The, I found the human of New York with the cat on his head. How does he get the cat to stay? I wonder. I mean, it's sleeping. <laughs> Cats that sleep. Guy, I'll I might have not... Adam put it in the show notes in you the must. show episode guide. You, you, you must. guys I can't will wait be... to see it. It's you know, good times. It's good times. if I could just venture a guess, <laughs> that guy might not want all the attention to be photographed, but that cat loves it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a very cat-like thing to enjoy. So, Eric, what were you totally. were you getting at? Anything else with that? I mean, you brought up the metaphor she uses, and the yeah, example. yeah. So the metaphor for for fame in that, but at the same time, this article is not a let's pity Taylor because everyone's going after her article. In fact, it was it was nearly the opposite. There, there's very little mention of her like dealing with other people until the very end where there's that girl on the boat and then she gets mobbed by street vendors and hot dogs or something. But anyway, <laughs> the the whole article really is about her view on her life recently and how she's in, I think mostly it's about how she's in such a good place being single. And I think that that this album, there are very few, you know, couple word phrases that we can spit out about this from this article but in general they said that there really are just aren't any boy hating songs or specific boy songs on this album about her exes it's about you know more generally it's about her being free and being single which she has been since her breakup with harry styles Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's going to be really evident in the songs that we don't know about because we basically have a general idea of about half of the album, but there's still a whole half of an album that we don't know anything about. And I feel like that's where, you know, a lot of how she's living her life and, you know, she talks about um, her happiness um, at one point in the article. And, you know, I feel like that's going to be a huge part of the half of the album that we don't know. Well, it'll be interesting to see because like the article states and like Taylor states, it's not a boy-centric album. And last week uh, when Steve was here with us before he left on vacation, you know, he was mentioning, I believe it was Steve at least, that mentioned the risk-taking aspect of the switch to pop. And, you know, I think this is also representative of that big risk she took in changing her music in not only that she went from 
you know, a hybrid of country pop to straight up pop, but also changing her subject area completely. Well, although that, that's, not entirely. I'm so glad you brought that up because I wanted to make kind of like a joke about it. Like, is there something that's inherently country about writing about your relationships that that like once she stops writing about her boyfriend, she no longer needs to do country music? No, I think it's more the sound of the songs that are coming out. They're not going to have certain instruments on them and they're not going to be played on country radio kind of thing. Um, I, I mean, this is an argument that's been going on since her first album came out. Um, I mean, I think probably her first album is the only legitimately country sounding album, whereas even Fearless, although it is a country album, most of the songs on Fearless aren't quote unquote classic country sounding songs. So mm-hmm. it's not really necessarily the theme of the song. It's more how it sounds, I guess. You know what though? I'm looking forward to this whole pop switch. Um mainly because in my mind, the way I've always sort of differentiated country versus pop is pop music tends to be well, I'll start with country music. Country music I've noticed particularly in recent years is very has a storytelling aspect to it. You know, the country songs tell a story, and Taylor's always told stories with her songs, um, you know, mainly the stories of her life, where pop music is, oh, I went to this club and got drunk, and... Very (laughs) on the surface, like, it doesn't really dig deep. Yeah, and And I think that... Well, sorry, Sammy, can I just finish real quick? Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, the reason I'm looking forward to this is because I think Taylor's going to now bring that storytelling aspect into the pop style. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say, is that she's almost making her own pop music in that it's going to be more storytelling, but the sound itself is going to be, you know, pop. Now, is her new is her newest single going to be on the upcoming album? Yeah. Yeah, yes, that's yeah. one of it's one of the seven songs we know. At this OK, point. so because okay, I'm just saying that one in particular, like, would you say that that has a grand story to it or? I think it's not necessarily a grand story, Eric, as you put it, but it is a story related to her life in yeah, the sense and it has that a message. It, it does have that message because it sort of it almost teases about her own life, you know, talking about um, that she goes on too many dates and basically stuff that the press accuses her of. And then she's just saying, but I shake it off. So, yeah. um you know, okay. I'm assuming you've heard the song. You can't be, you know, well, on this I, planet you know, and not have heard that song The funny thing yet. is, no, it's true. Just this morning, um, I like the song, but uh, just this morning I was uh, at a place where there was a top 10. It's one of those radio stations on that only plays the top 10 in the nation, like only. And oh, wow. so I was in the same place for like three hours, so I heard the song about 170 times. <laughs> um, and I'm, I got to tell you, like – after uh, the, the after the first hundred times, it gets kind of earwormy, where you just can't get it out. But it, it's not necessarily a bad thing because I, no, I think I... one of like what I wanted to say about Taylor coming to pop is that I always I, I view Taylor as a proper musician or proper artist, and I don't view a lot of pop artists as proper artists. So seeing her come to pop is like someone good now in the game someone that actually writes their own music in their own you know stories it's, and... it's not just about writing your own music it's just, i don't even like pop music but i have a strong feeling like i will like taylor's stuff because i always like taylor's stuff mm-hmm. so as you whether should it, whether it's pop or not i i think that uh and but I since it is pop it's it's hard sometimes because um generally speaking the first single that is released of an album 
generally is not the greatest reflection of the album as a whole, but is mainly just to grab the attention of um, fans, but also of people who wouldn't have necessarily listened to it. Um, the song that comes to mind, which Taylor actually helped pick, is Sing off of Ed's album, and it kind of is completely not like the whole rest of his album. And I kind of feel like, especially based on now knowing about half the tracks, on uh, 1989 that shake it off is going to be one of those songs that it tells it it has a message and it's a good message but it doesn't necessarily reflect the rest of the album in terms of the sound and in terms of the story and all of that kind of stuff um Mm -hmm. so i i think that you know we're still going to have that aspect of taylor bringing herself to these songs taylor writing you know at pouring out her heart into these songs even though they're now classified as quote-unquote pop songs well you know what? In the article, she did kind of go with why she went in a pop direction because, you know, Red is widely classified as being like a pop country crossover. Some songs are pop, some are country. You know, it's up to you to decide which one, which yeah. is which. I mean, some mm-hmm. are obvious, some are a little borderline. Uh, but she does use another metaphor because, as we've described in the past, Taylor is the queen of metaphors, uh, which Eric, you as a writer, should appreciate, huh? I was going to say, I think um, she should have been a writer or an English teacher in her past life. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she was, but she did say if you chase two rabbits, you lose them both. Uh, yeah. yeah. So this very, time was, she I set think, out I to think do she, I actually think she plagiarized that off a fortune cookie because I'm pretty sure I had a fortune <laughs> cookie the other night that said the same thing. So I'm not trying to accuse Taylor Swift of plagiarism, okay? Um, but I swear that um, that was on my fortune cookie the other night. <laughs> well, do you know what? Using using yet another example in a metaphor, it's you know how sometimes in a a bad, I guess, a bad relationship. Not that her and country are a bad relationship, but okay, not even a bad relationship. But sometimes in a relationship, when you two decide to go your own separate ways, sometimes even if it hurts, you have to just cut that person off entirely. Yes, that's that's how I see this right now with the whole. Um, chasing two rabbits you lose them both it's yeah, like you have to you have to pick it and it may hurt it may be where her roots lie but in order for her to go in the direction she wants to go and she has to let it go and hey that was a disney pun no don't no <laughs> <laughs> can i please just once no yes uh, yes let it go let it go okay i've got it out of my system <laughs> I'm actually wow. surprised you now that we're that. all dumber. What did you say? <laughs> I said now that we're all dumber. We have to tell no, no. but <laughs> no, anyway, it was so, harsh. I I kid, I kid, I kid. Well, so the CEO of her record label, Scott Borchetta, did say, you know, or ask her, "Can you give me just three country songs, please?" And Taylor's basically I know, I like, love, "No." I love that story. It's just he's doing what he has to do because, I guess, previously. You know, she's marketed these albums. She's had to go to country music awards festivals, even if she wasn't nominated. She was presenting, although I can't think of her not being nominated at a country festival. But however, you, you moving know, forward, that's most country, likely country radio. Yeah, they're talking about how on this new album, she's not going on country radio to promote um, the album. And 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 so, yeah, I love I love the metaphor, the the chasing two rabbits, of course. But it's like rather than being this hybrid of which there there aren't many, you kind of do have to. 
she she feels like she is going in this I, I don't know it feels like she's allowing herself to be pigeonholed almost or it feels like she's allowing herself like she's embracing pop and is very vocally and publicly getting rid of country it's not that she doesn't like it anymore but she's just like yeah that's not what i'm doing right now anymore she does though but it's ironic because you know country music fans have always given her a really hard time about not sounding country enough but a lot of people and a lot of radio stations um, are coming out and saying that, you know, she's always welcome in the community. Miranda Lambert said something about it, saying that she loved the song. Um, Brad Paisley said something about it. And, um, um, you know, Bobby Bones has been playing Shake It Off, you know, nonstop, and he's on a country radio. So oh, I thank don't... God that I wasn't listening to that radio <laughs> station this morning. <laughs> um, like, so, I mean, she's she is trying to pigeonhole herself in a way, and I think she's okay with that, especially based off her response to Scott Bruschetta. And she said, love you, mean it, um, but this is how it's going to be. And I think that that says a lot about her and her belief that this album is going to stand on its own and that she is releasing what she wants to release no matter what category of music it's called. But I also think that that says a lot about um, – big machine and how much they trust their artists not just taylor but all of their artists to release music that they are proud of no matter what anybody what any genre people want to call it they're letting their artists release the music and i think that's a big deal in the music industry because most record labels won't let you do that well something that's also unique about this particular situation in my opinion is that well, I've been just trying to figure out exactly why Scott Borchetta asked for a few country songs. Like, first thing that comes to mind is so he can promote it through the proper country channels, as her past yeah. albums have yeah. been. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it, I dude. I mean, if, you, if, if she has a yeah. new album that has at least like three out of, would it be 16 or would it still be 13, you know, country songs, then that's still something where you can justify get opening it to, to those people, to those masses. As it stands, you, you know, it, it, the album won't get written about on country sites unless it's like former country artist uh, Taylor Swift has a new album. Truthfully, yeah, because I mean that's I, what people are doing. I, I hate saying this, Eric, but I mean the different various country blogs and things of that sort are still going to write about her because yeah. she gets page views. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so maybe that's part of it. Like she doesn't need country songs to still be promoted through the country community. Well, country, though, I mean, I think for me, like, I really do like country, although I, I can't say I know um, too many recent artists uh, in it, but I like the sort of the foundations of country music and how country music, you know, influenced and or started rock and roll. Like, you know, yeah. and I don't know, I don't know where pop forms in, in, in that little timeline because I stopped paying attention right about the 80s. But <laughs> I think that, um, honestly, the progression and knowing that like even certain like guitar licks and stuff and the earliest rock and roll songs were from country i just have this really cool respect and the storytelling aspect that you can do because you're not it's not all about the hook it's not all about fake you know instruments and stuff really still interests me to this day so i do hope that taylor's pop uh foray is more about story i hope that you guys are right and i hope it's not just about that hook well, I'm, that... I'm sure it'll be about storytelling, and we'll, yeah. we'll get to that when we break down some of the song titles. But mm-hmm. um, just, I mean, kind of moving on with the episode, mm-hmm. unless you guys have anything else to say about no, that. No, let's but follow the no. doc. I just you know, want to get to the Central it. Park section, because I'm pretty excited to get to the song section, so we got one more little thing to yeah. get through. But 
you know, the Central Park section I really appreciated because, you know, it was all over Twitter when that fan got money from Taylor to go to dinner and things of that sort. But now the Rolling Stone, um, who would you call him, a journalist? Yeah, journalist. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Rolling Stone journalist finally confirmed it and actually revealed exactly what happened and how it went yeah, down. A lot of a lot of magazines were reporting that, like, Taylor said that the money was to go to Chipotle and that people thought that it was kind of, like, tacky that some, Taylor would give a fan $90 to go to Chipotle. So it's actually really nice to finally have the actual story of what happened. Well, really, the part of the, that I got out of this section that um, really kind of hurt me a little bit was the fact that I learned I will never get to be one of Taylor Swift's security guards. <laughs> because <laughs> did you read that guy's yes. credentials? The this guy, guy Jeff is an anti-terrorism agent. He's a oh, former Marine Corps who is an anti-terrorism specialist. Okay. And the other one, the one in her house, Jimmy, is a former uh, NYPD officer. Like, they have intense resumes. Well, uh, a police officer doesn't intimidate me nearly as much as a Marine Corps (laughs) anti-terrorism specialist. But um, either way, something that blew my mind, you know, that was kind of a joke, but something that actually did blow my mind about this section is how much or how closely, rather, they are actually monitoring all of us as fans. Because, you know, right after that part with a fan rowing up in the boat, taking a picture with Taylor, getting some dinner money from her. Taylor is like her mom. Here's some dinner money, honey. Go have a nice birthday. Yeah. Um, yeah. After that, the worst you go that's nice too, in New like... York for $90. Um, not very many <laughs> yeah, places, right. but somewhere nicer than oh, Chipotle, hopefully. That's like three cocktails. Or no. people. <laughs> um, <so laughs> she was turning 17. No yeah. oh, okay, okay. Don't need to worry about cocktails then. That's three like, orange uh, juices. 47 Big Macs. Okay, there you go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Well, but and, anyway, so so Jeff, the former Marine Corps, did walk yeah. up to her and is like, "Okay, we've got a six minute walk to the exit. Twitter's going like wildfire." Yeah, so yeah, some yeah. of the more obsessive fans, we're just going to close the gap on you and keep them back. This, this I mean, anti terrorism credentials like rabid fans are kind of like terrorists. <laughs> I would, I would classify them as terrorists. I've seen I, some terrorists. I mean, six minutes. Like, to, no, I mean, we're joking about a subject that is not light. But at the same time, no. I think that um, the fact – I know what you're going to say, Adam, and uh, the fact that they're, they're like either they, – they know that Twitter is, is lighting up, that they're following the hashtag or whatever it is that closely, that they know that people are about to basically converge on that scene and – Mob her. Furthermore, the article states that even the hot dog vendors were not, they weren't throwing things at Taylor, but they were like taking were pictures, taking pictures of her yeah. as she was, like, even the hot dog vendors is like, it's nothing safe. You know, can you, <laughs> this, the freaking hot dog vendors, everyone in the room except for these paramilitary guards are I mean, turning on Taylor. You know, I mean, ordinary those... passersby, ordinary passersby are whipping out their phones and and stuff and it's just like again the article does not portray taylor as this victim but it's something where she needs to deal with this and she does deal with this daily 
I mean, if you look at, like, if you read this article and then you go back and look at the photos of that day, like, it literally was, like, there was a giant mob of people following behind her. Like, if it had been any, like, if it had been worse and, like, it was someone that they didn't like, they would have had pitchforks and, like, torches in their hand. Like, it was that kind of mob. And you're right. Like, they don't really portray her as a victim. She's just kind of like, this is my daily thing. But... You know, if reading the words and looking at the photo, it 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 makes it kind of scary. You know who is a victim in this article, though? Sir Ian McKellen. Taylor Swift kicked <laughs> him out of his house. Oh my god, that was so funny. You would I, that text, I texted my friend. I was like, Taylor has seen Lord of the Rings. Like she knows who Ian McKellen is. She knows, she who, knows Gandalf who Gandalf is. is. Well, surely she did not kick him out without no, his consent no, no, no. He, you know I'm, you know what it was well she she bought the place like six mm-hmm. months ago from peter jackson she bought two but, of them and yep yeah yep. well yeah and then there is the thing about the one the room across the hall for her, her security, security team which the is room. like you make it sound the, like the, yeah, it's, the, a the closet. Friggin', it's a closet okay i'm sure it's a three-story I'm, I'm sure it's the presidential <laughs> suite junior but i mean it's like for all her dedicated servers of protection but i i think that um Peter Jackson, what was I going to say? Oh, Ian McKellen was um, in New York doing a play with Sir Patrick Stewart um, called Waiting for Godot. Um, and I know that was that probably finished uh, a couple months ago, but I know that's probably why Ian needed New York because he doesn't live in the States that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway. Sense. So he didn't need it anymore, and but, Taylor did. Yeah, well, I mean, $15 million, $17 million, she's buying houses for – for that much money, but they, they don't, I mean, anybody at all can, can just walk up to them. In fact, separate issue on Facebook today. I am Facebook friends with, um, you know, just a girl whose boyfriend, to cheer her up, walked by Taylor Swift's, uh, one of her, like, summer homes down south and took a picture just Aww. today. It was randomly. It's like, it's a great, it's a sweet tale. But when you think about it, it's like how many people just walk by that spot and take yeah, a picture I mean, of her house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you mean, know, she, t- people... she talks in this article about being scantily dressed, like in front of an open window, like she just can't do it. Well, fortunately, fortunately, Eric, I'm okay. I'm not as familiar with her Beverly Hills or Rhode Island homes and their Mm -hmm. setup, but New York and Nashville are both in high rises with security at, you know, downstairs, letting people in and out of the building. So they are pretty well guarded. I mean, the, 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 a Rhode Island one is not that well guarded. It's on a beach. Like, you can see it from the beach. It's not a private beach. It's not, um, like, you know, people drive by, stay there all day waiting to see if she'll drive by. Like, and I think that the LA one is honestly probably the most well protected in that it's in Bel Air. It's in a gated community. Like, you can't just drive up. Like, I don't even think anybody knows exactly where it is. That's probably the most secret house that she has. Mm-hmm. And she even talks about how in this article about how um, hotel prices in Watch Hill have gone up because people just go there to wait and see if she'll show up for the weekend. Oh, nice humble brag, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a humble brag if I've ever heard one. <laughs> She's like, oh, it's not a big deal, but... So, shall we get to the songs? We shall. Yeah, this is like the most exciting part. Now that we've been chatting for a half hour, we've probably lost half the audience. No, don't um, say that. Don't say that. Hopefully no, you all stayed really for the best those. part of the episode. Uh, the song analyses of songs think- we are not familiar with that 
well, in the fan world, don't exist yet. I think it should also be said that at some point, once the album comes out, we will probably and should do extensive song analysis and will include what were we thinking when we did this at midnight oh no of course we'll do we'll do (laughs) we'll totally do a follow-up to this episode this is just for fun because quite some time ago and i I wish i remembered who specifically requested this but it did come from several people wanted us to look back at like the songs off of red and sort of talk about what we thought they were about before we knew what they were about. Like when we just had the, the yeah. playlist. And so now for 1989, we do in fact have just, well, even part of the playlist. Track so list. it should be interesting to take some guesses. We'll look back at the last, you know, two years of Taylor's life and, and see if we can try and figure this out. So first song on the list, a song called, I wish you would. And all the Rolling Stone article gave us about this is it's about an ex who bought a house two blocks from hers. You know, um, could, could I, if I could just take, could this be like, I wish you would not live so close to me. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I was thinking that, or I wish what you would just walk two houses down, two blocks down and knock yeah, on my door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Well, but, well, it's like, I think it's one of those two, but, but Adam, you know, um, Adam knows my favorite Taylor Swift song ever. Right. I believe, if I remember correctly, it was, um, it was, um, hang on, it was one of the slower ones. It was, hang on, I know this one because that's I when you were do. on last, that one. Yeah, it was. I almost do. So now she has a song. <laughs> so now she has a song called "I Wish You, you Would." I wish you would. That almost sounds. Yeah, like I'm the now. Same type of feeling, doesn't it? I mean, they say that they they impl- they say that she implies it's about Harry Styles. I kind of question this, especially now that you said I almost do. Um. I mean, do we have any reason to believe that he bought a house two blocks from her? I've like never the heard only that. no, the only ex that we ever heard about her living close to is when she bought her house in Rhode Island and near the, the Kennedys. The Kennedys live kind of in that area. So my first thought was that it was about Connor. And we mm. really don't have any evidence not evidence, any any information about what actually transpired. That's what I thought too, Sammy. But at the time, Connor was still in high school. He wasn't buying any houses. No, but but his parents lived in a house that could have been two blocks. Yeah, but Taylor's the one that bought a house near him, not the other way around. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying is that, like, I mean, we don't actually know, but I kind of feel like it could be about Connor. But now that um, Eric said that about, I almost do. Now I'm wondering if it's about. um, Wolf Boy, Taylor Lautner. Wolf I forgot his boy. name. Wait, I forgot his name about Taylor Lautner. Um, well, I think most people assume I almost do is about Taylor Lautner. Do they not? I do. I thought it was about Jake Gyllenhaal. But... Oh, I thought it was about Taylor Lautner. <laughs> I, I don't even get involved in these conversations. <laughs> um, well, it is but... kind of pointless, Eric. Cause you, no, I admire. No, I really do. Like, no bullshit, no condes. Oh, crap, I swore. Oh, no. Twice in a row. <laughs> we no, talked about this before, Eric. <laughs> no BS. Can I say BS? You can say that. No BS condescension. I admire people who try and pin this down, and I, I think that there's a certain... Uh, arena for it which is not which is definitely this podcast but um i i think that that really is it i wish you would well what like i wish you wouldn't well <laughs> eric you would eric, eric hold up it's, on that note let's play a quick game Ooh, i'm thanks. gonna say i'm gonna address each of you individually and say 
I wish you would, and you guys have to finish the line. Okay. Ooh. So do you, do you guys need a minute to think of, think of it? I don't understand the game, so I'll go last. You mean in regards to what we think the what song is? Yeah. Like, what, what, do you, what do you wish Taylor would? Or what, do you, or or like, what does she wish the other person would? Okay. Like, as if this was a sentence, Eric. Like, for example, saying, I, I wish you would not be two blocks down from me. Okay. All right. So, Diane. I knew you were going to pick me first. <laughs> I wish you would. I wish you would be more like the um, more like the perfect man that I have in my head. Well, that's so a good one. It's, so, I, I, I almost see this as, as a song like... Taylor sees this guy that she likes and she's like, hey, you're awesome, but the things that you do are like are not necessarily what I'm looking for in a guy, but I still want you to be that guy for me. Does that make sense? I suppose. Okay. So, Sammy, I yeah. wish you would. Um, I'm going to go with I wish you would talk to me about what's been bothering you. Um, I almost kind of feel like it's not a forever and always kind of thing, but kind of like there was a situation where neither of them were talking to each other and it just kind of ended in this awkward, like, don't really know what the situation is. I don't, I mean, she said that there are very few, you know, I'm going to hate on my ex-boyfriend songs on this. So I kind of picture that this is going to be a slower, sadder, more all too well, I almost do kind of song. And that's kind of the feeling I got from it. Hmm. Eric, I wish you would. I wish you would explain to me what this means. <laughs> You're living so close. <laughs> <laughs> why do you, live so, why do you live so close to me? <laughs> why, why are you, you in my that? business? <laughs> um, let's see. Adam, I, what do you think? Adam. Oh, that's me. Yay. <laughs> um, okay. I wish you would brush your teeth more often. Mm. Oh. Mm. I I don't know if you guys have read any recent articles about some teeth brushing. No. No. Uh, what were you making you know a reference? We don't know. I'm I, sure I guess there were some recent articles, and I don't want to start an an all out like Swifties versus Directioners war with this oh, one. No. But there. Oh no. <laughs> That's why I'm saying I don't I don't know if this is valid or not. But there were some articles claiming that Taylor could not kiss Harry because his breath was terrible. So that's sad. There there were a few articles about that recently. Bless her for trying. (laughs) (laughs) You really can't change somebody, can you? That's proof. He wouldn't even brush his teeth so that he could date Taylor Swift. Who the hell did you? Who do you think you are, man? Brush your teeth. Taylor, I would brush my teeth ten times a day for you. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) Ladies, don't pretend you wouldn't. Uh, Anyways. (laughs) Eric Eric is is, uh, making it a little awkward around here. Oh, come on. Just go on to the next song. Your your hesitation to move on is is making this awkward. Okay, I'll move on. Fine. (laughs) So all you had to do was stay, which the article says about or rather that it's about a guy who didn't want to commit. I feel like a guy. this would be Now he's not he's not an ex. What happened no. what what happened to this like uh album not being boy centric Taylor? There's two in a it, row well, there about well, a guy. This is the thing. This is the thing, Adam. 
it's it's about it's it might be about a guy who didn't want to commit but it's not about an ex-boyfriend probably for the same reason he didn't want to commit <laughs> yeah. never got anything out of him but you know what adam i almost think that taylor might have like this these songs might be the um only ones that are about boys that's it's half the album that's kind of how i feel yeah, but, but at the same time, she also she also said that it is not a you know ex boyfriend hating album. She didn't say that it was not about boys because well, she said it wasn't boy centric. Well, that's half the album. That doesn't make it boy centric. No, it, it doesn't. And the fact boy. is, she is a perfectly fine uh, young woman who has dated boys, and I think if she's talking about her life, there's going to be a part of that that has to do with boys. And I think a lot of these are also probably older situations. I mean, obviously, we know that, you know, and the article says it, that she hasn't dated anybody or been associated with anybody or even hooked up with anyone since January of 2013. So a lot does of these the articles say about hooked up. No, it yeah, does. Have, she actually says whole... that she does not hook up. Yeah, she said, she said she was like, no, I'm t- I don't have enough energy for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it does. That um, poor girl. They say that kissing is good for your uh, dental hygiene. <laughs> Not Only if I hope she visits her dentist styles. often. <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering if some of these songs are actually a lot older than we are thinking in our heads. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You're saying yeah. that they were written, I mean, arguably two years ago. No, either when... they're written or at least the, the conceptualized the story that happened is at least two years old, if not four years old, if not six years old. I hope not, though. I I, I hope it's about. Well, I mean, what life. about having like she had sparks fly on 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 speak now, and that song was not written in those two years. So it's actually kind of an interesting concept that these songs could be much older than we think. Hey, maybe all you had to do was stay. Is uh, <laughs> maybe it's our token Joe Jonas song for the album? Because <laughs> there's think- there's got to be one in there. Yeah, but she said guy, so. Well, first of all, I find is this Joe Jonas really not a guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> Apparently, guy Sammy knows something of, we don't, Eric. But I meant guy instead of ex boyfriend. Right. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the first thing that dawns on me about this title is that it's a very long title, and I feel like it's almost like it should be a secret message, not the name of a song. Like, it's kind of weird for her and for anybody. Um, but. Uh, I'm going to get yelled at for this, but I'm kind of going in a Cory Monteith direction. Oh, I'm no. kind of, I'm not in terms of that. It's going to be about him, his death. Oh. But in terms of, I mean, they were associated together, but they never dated, but they hung out. And so I'm kind of wondering if that might be what this situation is going to be. Maybe not him, maybe another person, but you know, Cory Monteith and um, court overstreet, both of them, she was associated with but never was you know no one reported that they were ever in a relationship they just hung out like a couple times and now he's gone so it's just a matter of like it's like she's thinking of like what what would have been or whatever yeah yeah i can see that i mean i i don't think it's crazy maybe thank you well i think the who is the biggest mystery of this song because i think the title pretty much describes what the story is about yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so the next title we got and I am not making this up. This is, in fact, the next title is Style. <laughs> well, I don't think we have to really talk about this one. Well, much. hang on. We, we still have to talk about what the song's about, even if I and it could be thrown us for a complete curveball. It doesn't necessarily have to be about Harry Styles. 
It uh, doesn't, it, but I like the description, the sound description that they give of this song. Well, yeah, the description is a sexy Miami Vice sounding throwback about a I guy mean, with <laughs> slicked back hair and a white t-shirt and a girl in a tight little skirt that is called, no joke, style. That almost and, makes it sound like the, the song is about their clothes. <laughs> it, it does. But first it, well, all, it I, is. I, the song is called Style, and it describes a bunch of clothes. First of all, I want to know how many people who read this article, how many Taylor Swift fans know, know what, what Miami, Miami Vice, Vice is. is. I don't know <laughs> what that is. I'm willing to well, bet I, Diana I'm on the it. opposite end of uh, Swift fans. I know about Miami Vice, but who the hell is Harry Styles? Harry Styles <laughs> is in the band One Direction. Direction. It's uh. like a... I don't think they're teenagers anymore. They're they're in their twenties now, but it's like a young mm. British band. Yeah. While it's, Eric it's, is while Eric is a young guy like myself, he's an old soul. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's compliment, Eric. Sort it's, of. It's interesting because the way that she, the way that he describes the character, quote unquote, that Taylor writes about. My first image that comes to my head is John Mayer. However. She then goes on to say, we should have just called it I'm Not Even Sorry, which pretty much is just like, here, directioners, here you go, here's your song, just just, just take it, please just take it. Like, so, I don't know. It's but very... I thought this album wasn't about boys. <laughs> I know, right? I think Taylor lied. She lied, she lied. It's, it's very interesting, though, because the whole description, uh, it... I don't know, slick back hair in a white t-shirt sort of reminds me of, like, the 1950s. Yeah, it, it yeah, reminds me of Grease. Like that, that's yeah. what I was thinking, Eric. But uh, yeah. Diane doesn't like Grease, so I don't mention it. And a girl in a tight skirt, it's the, it, it sounds like... The end of yeah. Grease, right? Yes, it does. Yep. Mm. So maybe the song Style is more along the lines of something, you know, somebody that sort of changes themselves for someone that, you know, because oh. for those who are unfamiliar with with Greece, either the movie or the play version, um, Sandy and Danny are the main characters, and we're not Sandy this time. Sorry, guys. Yeah, Sammy and I have done a duet uh, <laughs> on here before of Greece, Eric. Oh my god, I was like, I could actually listen to Adam talking about Greece and explaining the plot for hours. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. This, this is this just is like, just gonna be so. It's so like familiar to you. You're just like so. Sandy and Danny are. It's, no, no, no. It's Eric, park, Eric, let me let me acres, finish. It's just it's and... a brief point I'm trying to make. Is Sandy is is a girl who changes herself for Danny at the end of the movie. That, Which is why I don't like the movie or the play. But but that's oh, the, but that's I don't think really that that is what Taylor is going for either because I don't a know. lot a lot of this article is about uh all of her new female friends and how this art in saying that this album isn't about boys it's also saying that it's about her friendships that she's you know that have grown and being single but relying on female friends for company and for excitement and fun rather than getting bogged down with relationships. So, right, I, I but, mean, you know, if we're going with Adam's thing, then maybe it's kind of like he wanted me to change my quote-unquote style to fit in with him, and I didn't. Do you know what I'm saying? That's, that's yeah. what I was thinking, is it's yeah. resistance to that. Because, you know, Eric, something we discussed um, – in a recent episode also is an article that appeared in the guardian where Taylor is now a self-proclaimed uh, feminist and, and mm. is sort of, you know, basically an independent woman. And she now recognizes that not that she wasn't at any point, but now she recognizes that. Right. 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 And I, I feel like this could almost be along 
that line like no i'm not changing for you this is this is me mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of where i'm going with that yeah i i don't know i think there's something cool about style i think there's something cool about um a leather jacket not that you're like changing your identity putting one on but that I don't know that you'd like go and dress up and dance together or something in a different outfit. <laughs> they want to go to a else. sock up. <laughs> I don't know. I can't stop thinking about Greece. Maybe we should move on. <laughs> Eric's mind is on Greece. So next song, this is my favorite title me out too. of all the ones we've we've uh, no, been exposed to. It terrifies to. me. What? It terrifies, it terrifies you? you? It terrifies you. Well, let's just say yeah. what it is. It's called Out of the Woods and was co-written um, with Jack Antonoff. And it's Who wrote a f- sweeter than fiction with her. Yes, so that might give us a hint as to the sound of it, um, but we'll so. get to that in a sec. They say it's a frantic tale of a relationship where Swift says, "Every day was a struggle. Forget making plans for life. We were just trying to make it to next week." Mm. It it really shows. Uh, the title is indicative of like desperation and somebody not like usually out of the woods when i hear that phrase i think of like surviving cancer you know like you're not yeah out of i the mean okay yet yeah you know there's there's still some cancer or you're in remission or you could always be in remission you know it's like this terrifying uh reminder of your mortality so i i don't like the phrase out of the woods for 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 those reasons and i mean if she's if she's applying it to relationships then i mean again we haven't heard the song but i, I think don't it's think a, she yeah. go ahead sorry I, I just think um, I, it's a little... You're going to say go ahead and then go ahead? <laughs> <laughs> Sammy, come on, you're killing me. Um, I'm I'm worried that it's... Uh, I don't know, I just don't like the phrase. That's my own personal thing. It's not anybody else's. That's also kind of what you associate it with and not necessarily what she means by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't so, think that it's um, in relation to the relationship because this song... They gave us um, lyrics to it, and the lyrics are, remember you hit the brakes too soon, 20 stitches in a hospital room. Um, So I kind of think that the Out of the Woods is in reference to, Their snowmobile ride? Yeah, being in a horrible accident. Oh, cool. (laughs) And And then she talks about how she basically saw her life flash before her eyes. Now, when I read that part, this is what came to mind. And although she clearly says, and the lyrics in the song, or at least that part of the song is about the really, I mean, she talks about, it's weird. She quotes the idea of the relationship, how they couldn't get, make plans for life, let alone next week. But then the theme of the song seems to be about, you know, being, having an out of body experience during a really horrible accident. So I'm wondering, and this is where my brain went is if maybe while she's having this, like, um, life flash before her eyes kind of moment that maybe some of the things that she has said on Instagram kind of thing might come into play here in reference to, you know, kind of getting control back of your life and, you know, putting up with bullies and haters and things like that. Not a, you know, shake it off kind of thing, but more of like a retrospective kind of thing. Hmm. That's kind of where my mind went. Interesting fascinating sammy isn't she starring in into the woods no that's what i thought of too eric what is what is into the woods it's It's like kind of like once upon a time but a musical it's about like fairy tale characters Uh, isn't she in a musical that's coming out no she helped kind of write a musical for um the musical version of finding neverland 
she did. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's it. That. I think she's. Cool. I think she's an actress in an upcoming. I gotta look at this up. I, I, Eric, okay. there, there's been plenty of rumors. Um, yeah. You know that Broadway.com or whatever it I is mean, loves to write they've... articles about Taylor yeah. starring in musicals. Broadway.com said that she was going to be starring in the t- made-for-TV version of gr- the stage version of Grease, like they did for. Um, they're doing for Peter Pan and like they did for sound and music with Carrie Underwood, but that is flat out rumor central. Oh, Broadway world. That's what. Oh no. Yeah. It's yeah. Not Broadway. A musical. No, it's not a musical. It's just the giver. Just came out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> big difference there. Eric. Uh, no, like I knew you guys would know and I wouldn't about her recent film projects, but I did know she was in a film. You know, I confused the giver for some reason with the end of the woods and I, I could explain it, but I won't. So don't worry. <laughs> that, that's fine. Cause that would be very off topic and we're, we're on a tight schedule here, Eric. Yeah. yeah tight yeah. schedule. Just, there's like a four degrees of separation between the giver and into the woods for me. So now wow. something, something slightly off topic cause it's not about the songs, but it is about this article still that uh, since we got to this out of the woods section that I want to point out that I thought was really quite meaningful is that Taylor was talking about, it does mention in the article about the snowmobile ride lost control. Both of them had to go to the emergency room and like nobody heard about this. Now, presumably we, we know Taylor was involved. We don't necessarily know who the guy is, but there assuming were, I think it was Harry Styles. Cause yeah, didn't they there... go skiing in Utah. Yeah, and there were photos of them skiing in Utah, and he had a bandage on his chin. Okay, well, either way, so assuming it is the (laughs) two of them, you're talking about two international superstars, and, you know, Taylor makes a comment about forget NDAs uh, being a non-disclosure agreement where you agree not to say anything. Um, She's like, what I find far more effective is looking someone in the eye and just asking, can you please keep this quiet? And it reminded me a few episodes ago, we had a guest on uh, by the name of Ashley, who was Mm -hmm. one of the uh, fans who was in the music video for Shake It Off. And she actually mentioned that and she talked about how it basically melted her heart. She's like, she's like, oh, my gosh, when she asks so sincerely and so sweet and authentic and whatever, how could I ever tell anybody about what I did here today? Um, And basically what I'm getting to bringing this all full circle is we talk a lot about how genuine and authentic Taylor is. And I think consistency in the story in Rolling Stone versus what Ashley said shows that that is in fact true. That is who Taylor is. And I think that moment in the article really gave us a lot of insight into Taylor as a person. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. So I just wanted to point that out because we didn't mention it earlier. And, you know, that was part of this section with the out of the woods. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed my. Indeed. Let's talk about bad blood. Let's talk about bad blood. Bad blood. Taylor Swift's first girl hating song. No, it's no, not. It's not. <laughs> no. That's Which funny you said that, Eric. Actually, ye- we... yesterday was um, Taylor's first girl-hating song, our uh, oh, episode yesterday. Was? It was she on Better Than Revenge up. yesterday we spoke about. Oh, okay. She literally um, just showed us up. She was like, not only am I going to release my second girl-hating song, but I'm also going to release the uh, Rolling Stone article the day after they say, I don't know when the Rolling Stone article comes out. Let's just release it all. Yep. 
That's why we're Thanks, here today, sir. to cover up our embarrassment and hope nobody listens to the last episode. <laughs> Can um, everyone let's, not let's, listen to Let's put this one most recent on the feed so that it downloads automatically first and not the other. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Eric yeah, knows how it works. All right, so Bad Blood, the reason we saved this one for last is because this is the one we got the most information about. So we'll really be able to to dig into this. And, you know, let's just start it off with what Taylor said. For years... I was never sure if we were friends or not. This is in regards to who the song's about or and what it's about. Um, she would come up to me at award shows and say something and walk away. And I would think, are we friends or did she just give me the harshest insult of my life? Then last year, the other star crossed a line. She said something so horrible, Swift says. I was like, oh, we're straight up enemies. And it wasn't even about a guy. It had to do with business. She basically tried to sabotage an entire arena tour. She hired a bunch of people out from under me. Um, and that's pretty much it. There, there's some more. But that gives us the gist of, of where, we're go- where we're going with that. And, and she um, also said um, about this song that it was her, not her, her intent to create some gossip fest. I wanted people to apply it to a situation where they felt betrayed in their own lives. And I think that that's very important for this song because... You know, I mean, it's important for any of her songs, but for this particular song, obviously, it is a situation that Taylor lived through. It is a situation that Taylor was annoyed about, and the way that she expressed it was through a song. But at the end of the day, Taylor's goal is to write a song that anybody can relate to, even if it's not exactly the same situation. Well, yeah, Sammy, this, I'm, this... I'm glad you brought up that quote also, because I'm starting to think, based on Shake It Off and now what she said about Bad Blood, that the sort of overarching theme for this album is you know being able to provide something you can apply to your life i would agree with that and i think that that's what's going to separate her from other pop artists right now is that you know these are all going to be songs that you can very easily relate to your own life but also that's a story being told whereas you know other songs like first one that comes to my mind is wrecking ball is not very easily applicable to your life <laughs> yes it I'm, is I, no i <laughs> mean diane song. come on i like I, that song i can't remember the last uh time i went somewhere where they were popping bottles okay so i, I, so I don't remember that the last ball, time i entered right. a room like a wrecking ball yeah yeah but <laughs> uh I, I think that uh hang on there's a train coming there's the a train a coming. It's the wind, Eric. It's a, dauntless, it's dauntless train. I'm going off to Dauntless now. So but, now, um, Eric, now now that you mentioned that there's a train that runs behind you, we, we can start the game, um, or now everyone's going to have to go back and listen again and count how many times the train time appears before. in this episode. No, oh. someone will do well, it. Don't say that. Yes, yeah, someone will do it. I want to know. If Adam would take the time to edit it out, you wouldn't hear any, but... He's not going to because this episode is important. But Bad Blood. <laughs> now, wasn't another article I was reading that guessed which which people, like which yeah, woman? Mm-hmm. An Billboard article magazine. in Billboard gave five possible women that it applies to. So when, I really like that they gave five possible options. They really gave one and then came up with four <laughs> other random answers. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's, uh, let's start with the... L- well, the most likely candidate, of course, is Carly Kloss. Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. No. Best friend. Um, so that one we're just going to cross off the list like right away and just work our way up. Um, number four, however, I also think is a 0% chance, and that's Selena Gomez. Because no. 
Like, for some reason, well, okay, that was, it, it may have crossed my mind personally at one point in reading this article till I read another part of the article. Because Selena, hang on, Sammy, 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 hang on, hang on, slow, slow, slow your train down. See what I did there? You can't. The train is going all the time. It's the same speed. You have to jump out onto the rooftop. Otherwise, you won't get home in time for dinner. Well, okay. Anyway, so there has been a lot of recent speculation on why BFFs, Taylor and Selena, haven't been spotted together you know, in recent months and and roughly the last year or so. However, right in the same article, which blows my mind that Billboard would even publish Selena on this list because it is in the same Rolling Stone article, Taylor is trying to get Selena to move to New York with her. Yeah, right. And she wouldn't do that to someone that she didn't want to spend time with. Or has bad blood with. Yeah, we got bad blood, but I want you to live next door to me. (laughs) That'll be so much fun, guys. No. Yeah. So, I mean, does anyone disagree? Zero percent chance on Selena. Oh, zero percent. I mean, she's, they're going to have to kick Orlando Bloom out of his house for Selena to move in. Uh, and to be... I, I bet that they will. <laughs> to, do, to be neighbors. There should be a song called Neighbors on her upcoming album. Maybe there is, Eric. Cool. We'll see. We still have the rest of the track list. She, to, she uh, talks about all the cool people who are in her building. That would be awesome. <laughs> the whole song's about Ian McKellen. <laughs> She'd be like, I got Legolas. And he's in my... No, but yeah. <laughs> she does have, like, half the cast uh, of, of Lord, Lord of the, the Rings in her Lord building. In her building, it's true. <laughs> All right, so next on the list I do think is slightly more feasible, so we can actually maybe discuss this, but Miley Cyrus. That's actually the person that I thought of first when I read this, and I'm not quite sure why i just feel like miley gets a bad rap sometimes and when i heard that oh taylor has bad blood with someone i just thought like oh well it it maybe it's miley i can People appreciate disliking her um yeah i mean i can appreciate why maybe it would be miley the only reason that it you know just goes out of my mind is not possible is the situation about it being a business situation because miley didn't to my knowledge didn't do anything business wise to try and sabotage Taylor's red tour or speak now tour or fearless tour right so that kind of makes that theory go out the window that fact but that's also not to your knowledge and this you know true. I believe Taylor has said before that we really don't know everything about her despite what we think she said yeah, that in scary. the article <laughs> Yeah, she said that. She does say article. that in the article. It's it's like I've done so much that you guys don't know about. Um, well, I'm sorry, but, I can't I mean, remember everything from this article. It, it's like no, 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 uh, I'm a twenty to wonder, page essay. I, I'm try- no, 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 I I'm not criticizing you. I think I'm agreeing with you. But uh, yeah. I'm trying to think to the other part of that quote though, where she says that she came up to me at award ceremonies and would say stuff. You know, is that really likely? Would Miley have been at the same award shows that Taylor would have been? Yeah, or? I mean, why wouldn't she be? Yeah, She'd be at the VMAs. At um, VMAs, you know, she'd be at the, the AMAs, the Billboard Awards, the okay. yeah, like all the pop ones. And interestingly enough, wasn't it at the VMAs where Miley had her ridiculous performance with Robin Thicke that uh, Taylor was caught in GIF form saying something like "Oh my gosh" or yeah, and like then that. there was a GIF form of the look that Miley gave Taylor during her performance this year. Was she it was just kind of like Which, that was a good look though, wasn't it? And uh, people debated that. People thought that maybe it wasn't. I just oh, thought it was kind of like a blank 
oh, I'm watching this performance. <laughs> kind of like a you're dead to me, we have bad blood kind of look. No. Well, it, it just, okay, the reason I do think, you know, I guess the, the tour thing is the reason against it, but the reason yes. kind of for it, I guess, is probably that in the past they were spotted together as being friendly, and now it, it doesn't seem like they're friends. I just think yeah, they but have I mean, different people... interests, and they're going in different directions. Yeah, so. I mean, people thought that about her and Selena Gomez, too, and that's clearly not true. No, of course that one's not true. Well, why, of course, and Miley's not, just because they're not hanging out. Selena no, it's of course them. not true about Selena, because, like I said, she wants Selena to move to New York with her. Mm. Right, but I'm saying that, you know, people assumed that Taylor and Selena were enemies because they weren't seen hanging out. So if your theory is that, you know, Miley and Taylor don't hang out, so that means that they're enemies. But Miley and Ty- <laughs> Tyler, Taylor, <laughs> Miley and Taylor were never seen or portrayed as being good friends, but they have associated with each other at award shows and such. They perform well, I, I think together really, at award show. We're really taking away from what could be a lot of time devoted to the number one option. Exactly. Here. <laughs> okay, so maybe we should just brush over Demi Lovato then. Uh, yeah, because I don't... Number I don't. two on Billboard's list, but... And I don't know why she's number two. Like, I think okay. same reason as Miley. Same she reason. sings about popping yes, bottles. The, the only... I don't know. No, she thinks about skyscrapers and you know uh, being strong and things like that. But um, hey, that um, seems the, like the awful. interesting thing about Demi, and it is the same reason—well, not same reason, but it is the reason that the number one person is the number one person—is that Taylor, one of Taylor's dancers, was also one of Demi's dancers. Now, there is no reason for us to believe that. Taylor stole the dancer because it was several years ago and the dancer wasn't stolen back. You know, he's still a dancer for Taylor. Um, but, but the next person. All right. So next person, number one, number one option by both billboard and social media alike is of course, Katy Perry. Yeah. So Katy Perry it was, I mean, this was pretty well-known fact on the Red Tour as to why, like, a whole bunch of dancers just disappeared I in the middle. I think we established it was four. I can only think of three. I don't know who the fourth one is, and it's really, really bothering me. Okay, how many? Okay, so. Uh, a lot. It was so, Scott, Leah, Lockhart, and somebody else. But Sammy, I don't know who. I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to admire you for a moment on your Taylor knowledge. And also discuss the fact that even as the host of a Taylor Swift podcast, I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> uh, oh, Leah. So, you don't know Leah and, and Heath and... Lockhart. Who, <laughs> Obviously Lockhart. Lockhart. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is dancers are not necessarily the most significant. I mean, they're a significant part of the tour but as, as a whole, but as individuals. No, um, but, but, so, but how many dancers were there and then how many were... like how many? So, but four of them left in the middle of yes. the Red Tour? Yes. Well, the fact of the matter is, though, Eric, is can you and imagine so- if you're literally in the middle of tour and then all of a sudden you have to hire new dancers and have them trained by the next show? Well, yeah, I mean, your understudies are supposed to have understudies. but I don't think that they had understudies. And I think that that's what the problem was about, you know, her trying to sabotage the entire arena tour is that they didn't really have understudies. They just had to move the dancers around that they had because it was mm-hmm. mid tour. It wasn't at the beginning. It wasn't at the end. It was mid tour. And so yeah. they just kind of had to move the dancers around that they still had left in order to fill the spots that were 
missing. And I think that the big issue with that, with this, is that they didn't just disappear and, you know, they were dealing with things. They all disappeared. And then basically the next day they appeared with Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. I wondered, like, did, uh, do, do we think that um, Katy Perry had any, like, evil, like, did she do that because she was trying to hurt her tour? Or did, well, or did she just kind of think, oh, I need people to dance? Ta- I mean, Taylor seems to think that, but uh-huh. they were all Katie dancers before. Right. But still, they would have signed a contract with Taylor saying that they were going to do the tour through the end of the tour. Knowing I, no, well, Sammy, if they if they <laughs> signed a contract saying they would stay through the whole tour, they would have stayed through the whole tour. Otherwise, they- Katie... Not if Katie comes to them and is like, here, I'm going to offer you more money. Okay, is is Katie going to pay their legal fees when Taylor sues the heck out of them? Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Like, that didn't happen. I I was going to say, moving forward, I think Taylor's going to include a clause in their employment contract saying if they commit to a tour, they commit to the full tour. Maybe, Um, maybe. I don't think that would have been a part of the contract. Otherwise, those people would have been in a lot of trouble because Taylor would have— We don't know that they weren't. Yeah. What you think, Katy Perry bailed them all out and paid for all of their legal fees and whatever Taylor Taylor sued them for? Taylor flat out said that there are things about Taylor that we don't know. So why would we? She's killed a man. (laughs) (laughs) Like there is no reason for us to assume that there never was a legal thing for this, and now it might come out because the song's out. I I can probably agree that they that there wasn't a legal thing. I think it was more just her trying to be mean. But why, I don't know. I mean, she was already dating Taylor's ex-boyfriend, which is, like, completely manipulated by John Mayer to be like, oh, let's go destroy Taylor Swift. That seems kind of weird to me. I I don't know. But, like, I mean, we've more or less established that one's probably most likely about Katy Perry. Um, do you guys have any thoughts as to what the song would be about, like, what the story of it would be? Well, I, I think the, the important thing, and Sandy was talking about this right when we first got into the song, is that it will be very general. And it will be about, uh, and, and I think it's a quote from Taylor, my intent was not to create some gossip fest. I want people to apply to a situation where they feel or where they felt betrayed in their own lives. Eric, um, you just made me feel terrible because I realized we're turning it into a gossip fest. Well, um, <laughs> we are, we are, we are. But though, I think she, I think she figured that would happen. But she yeah. doesn't want that, and and, I, and she wants it to be about feeling betrayed in your own life. And so I think bad blood. If if you have to ask me about this story, it's going to be about um, sharing uh, like somebody who has like common interest, common ground, maybe, and then coming like later in the song, it's just what you chose to. Um, betray that and now i just can't be seen i can't like conscionably like pick up the phone and talk to you anymore because you've you've just hurt me mm-hmm. you yeah know, the i part kind that, of agree with that the part that baffles me most about this because the thing is is at the end of the day i, I don't have any dislike for Katy perry this is all speculation uh based on social media and the billboard article no but, but before you like, finish i think what that i said i was gonna say before you finish that that should be said that there is no reason for Swifties to now hate on Katy Perry we're stronger and better people than that if you want to be a fan of Katy Perry be a fan of Katy Perry if you want to be a fan of Taylor be a fan of Taylor you can still be a fan of both okay now Adam keep going okay well anyway what I was getting to is the fact that you know Taylor sort of expressed hesitation in confirming whether or not they were actually friends in the beginning and so I, I just sort of wonder, 
you know, because if you guys remember that Us Weekly special on Taylor and it lists her like celeb BFFs and stuff, it shows pictures of her and Katy Perry. And that was actually singled out as one of her best friends as well as Selena Gomez. And I mean, Katy Perry was a, a guest on the Fearless tour. Like she was the first special guest that Taylor ever had. Like she went to Katy Perry's birthday party. Like they did have a legitimate relationship. So it's kind of interesting that Taylor says for years, she doesn't know if they were friends. That's why I wonder, and I am not, I am honestly 100% not sold on Katy Perry. And I very strongly believe this could be referring to some behind the scenes record label type person, because record label people are also present at, Award shows. And they're present in Taylor's life. That's the thing that we don't see either. You know, p- people could be trying to outmaneuver Taylor in a business way without ever having an album of their own. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I mean, I think since we know the names of the dancers that went over to Katy Perry's concert, <laughs> you know, I, I think we would probably know if there were any other, like, dancers or, or I don't know. She, I guess the quote is, tried to sabotage and I Oh no! Try to hire people out, a bunch of people out from under me. Okay, so I don't know if you just look at like how many times that's happened, or when Taylor's had to cover for missing. Well, it, it also Truman. says tried to hire a bunch. Katy Perry did succeed in hiring yeah. a bunch. <laughs> well, uh, maybe she tried to hire more and she only got four of them. Oh, that's possible. That's possible. That is too. true. That is very possible. Mm. No, you don't think so, Eric? I do. I agree. I oh, think. Okay. I think that's that, pretty. That was cool. an agree like, hum. Oh no. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know. I, yeah. Sorry, Sammy. Did you have a last thought? Because this is getting really long. I want to start to wrap things up. No, it's okay. Yeah. No, so I do want to wrap things up, and I hope everybody enjoyed this ridiculous, silly bit of speculation. Because, uh, you know, like I said, in about a month when the album does come out. We're probably going to look really ridiculous with these guesses and speculation. But... Or we'll be 100% right. Yeah, and we'll look like awesome Geniuses. people. Like rock stars, <laughs> forgive like the pun. Like we heard the album, but we really didn't. Please don't message me and ask me if I've heard the album. No, no. For like As long as Sammy's cracking jokes, I'm making it very clear. We have no more information than you guys do. <laughs> Um, that... I, have the, uh, I have the full track listing, guys. Do you want to hear about the other six <laughs> songs? Oh, Eric's being sarcastic. Don't believe it, please. Please, I don't want to receive email from all of you being like, can, can you get that track list from Eric so I can see it? <laughs> they will. If you ask me for the track listing, I will send it to you, but I, pro- I cannot promise that it's not going to be made up. <laughs> it'll probably be made up. That'll I'm just going to choose six random things. I'm going to be like, Taylor has a song called off the fence post or something <laughs> it's just gonna be like that was a most... good improv song title eric yeah thank you on on the fly uh, you came up with that mm-hmm. yeah off so... the fence post she's it's it's in g major <laughs> so because of the length of this episode real real quick sammy yeah really quick is okay. there anything you want to point out from the article that's yeah quick there is um, so Taylor was talking about her Rhode Island house and, um, I can't remember if we had this in the news or not, but there was an issue with her house where she was taking down the, um, foundation stone wall to put up a new one that was basically holding up her house because she didn't want her house it to the fall seawall. on the beach. Yeah, it was the seawall. Um, and I feel like we covered it because basically the neighbors were really angry saying that, you know, we she was ruining the coastline and she was going to make the beach look bad and make it basically Taylor Beach. Um, and then the Rhode Island Coastal Resource 
management council, um, you know, had to come to the the town board and basically say she has the right to do that. She didn't do anything wrong. Um, and in the article, it says, for Swift, the wall became sort of a metaphor for haters in general. And then Taylor went on to say, there will always be people who grumble about things. But when they saw what the what it looked like and when it was finished, it looked so much nicer. The wall had all this graffiti on it. It looked old and not in a good way, but it was a problem. So I fixed it. Nothing has changed about anyone's beach experience, except now my house won't fall on them. So, you know, sorry, not sorry. Like, <laughs> I just love that she said, sorry, not sorry. I Zing. thought it was so funny. And, like, she said it perfectly. Like, they're going to hate about everything. <clears throat> Time's up, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think, I think. look, she just removed some graffiti, you know? Come on. The sea and wall. made it safer. And made it safer. Safer. Like, really? <laughs> For herself and her people and her 15,000 anti-terrorist agents that, are, that could swarm <laughs> hey, the building Eric, at any um, time. Eric, if you if you want it, if you want to get into this off the air sometime, I actually did uh, study Hawa- uh, geology of the Hawaiian Islands at the University of Hawaii, and we can talk about seawalls and their. Uh, I do want to know about seawalls. I also want to know if it's it, well, more about the formation of islands from underwater volcanoes. Maybe I can actually. Day. I'll teach you about that one day okay. off the air. Is that more geology? It, that's what I said. Geology of the. Did I say geography? Oh. I don't yeah. know. No, no, you said geology. I, I, I did say geology. Yeah, geology of the Hawaiian Islands. Um, so, Eric, what was your favorite part of the article? My favorite part is when she bumps into the door. <laughs> so, so she's giving. This is just. This is just. I mean, Taylor. It's. 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 I, I'm so conflicted reading this article because part of me just wants to be her new best friend, but I'm a dude, and that probably won't happen. So, Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Uh, I'm also not talented like he is. You don't have to be talented to be Taylor's friend. There is no prerequisite there. No, 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 that's true. That's true. Okay, well, maybe one day I'll, I'll hold out for it. But you really do just – She's there's a, there's a real quality to her that's so endearing, and, and it reminds you of friends that you already have or know, but she basically is giving this journalist the tour. And, uh, and this is a quote from the article. There's my piano, she says. Here's my pool table that always has cat hair on it. That's my skylight. And she bumps into a doorway and says – that's a door that I walk into. <laughs> so, it's, I mean, I don't know. This dude must have, either he's really good at his job or he just carried a, a recorder around everywhere because little moments like that just seem too uh, hyper-real to be true. You know, it's just like she is that natural and she's just that funny and, and is able to adapt so quickly to situations like that that are that may be embarrassing but she plays them off really nicely i'm sure it happened i quickly i think that that's just also something to say about how much taylor hasn't changed that you know this article talks about how she's become a little bit jaded in terms of love and relationships and that quote right there is still very classic taylor and i think people keep forgetting that you know on the inside she is still the same taylor she just is writing different genre of music Mm -hmm. right diane is that oh What's your favorite part? All of it? Like, do I have to pick? I, I don't, yes, I didn't, one part. I didn't have. No, you don't. We're pressed out. for time. You don't have to pick a part. Exactly. One, Let's go. quick, quick. Okay. Well, I do want to talk about the antique lamp. <laughs> yes, please. Thank you. That was kind of funny. And warning: it, adult content. It has a Latin inscription on it that I don't know how to pronounce. Caladium sanguini. That sounded Italian. Sanguini, like a. Okay, okay. Just, Come on, just go. you're the Harry Potter guy. Everything is in Latin in Harry Potter. 
Actually, Eric is our token Harry Potter person. Yeah, yeah you want me say? to read this? Yeah, you want yeah, me to read this? Do. I gotta read find it this as you, you would a Harry Potter spell. Oh gosh, that's it's even better. It's probably Caladium Seguinum or something. Okay, give it a give it a swish and flick, Eric, and read it to us as uh, as as it would find be a spell. It in the document, where is it? It's all the way at the bottom under tidbit. Oh, it's all in it's in all caps. It's like, I'm gonna read this like expecto patronum. <laughs> okay. Ah, we all die. <laughs> Caladium Seguinum. That was beautiful. And Eric has just cast the spell for the homeopathic remedy for male impotence. Yes. I think it's funny, though, <laughs> that she has this in her house because I can see her. And, okay, like, I think the reason that she bought this lamp was just because she was like, oh, that looks pretty. That will look good on my side corner table. Nah. And had no idea what that phrase even meant. And. Either like, and in the meantime, the owner of the antique store is like, <laughs> I just sold Taylor that lamp. No, <laughs> I don't. Into a Rolling Stone actually, article one day. Yeah. I actually disagree with that because Taylor does say that. And she flippantly in the article is just like, oh, I don't know what it means. I took Latin in high school, but I don't know what it means. I think she very well knew what it meant she when she bought that lamp. It. And she just thought it was hilarious and that she could have something like that in her house and nobody would question her because it's in Latin. I, I just think it's really funny because I think it's representative representative of the fact that Taylor has not yet found an adequate man for herself. I agree with that. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, she talks about that in the article. I would recommend people. I mean, she talks about how it's difficult. Um, yeah. Difficult so to date. There's more of that in the, in the article, but I thought there was some insight into that, which I found interesting. There sure was. So my favorite part of the article, Eric, if you're interested. Um, Tell me. Can I? I will. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is a part where uh, it discusses her bodyguards a little bit and says, <clears throat> in front of her, two bodyguards clear a path. Behind her, another bodyguard carries a bag of scones. <laughs> I, I just thought it was really funny because the first part of that sentence is really intimidating like two bodyguards clear a path it's like they're pushing a crowd aside and then you got yeah. one guy sort of i just picture this like huge buff man in like dressed in a secret service suit just carrying a little bag of scones yeah he carries scones for taylor swift <laughs> i'll take the job i will yeah i'm sure he gets paid more than i do i'll take it oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I hope everybody made it through this discussion, which was uh, just as long as as the article was. In fact, in fact, when 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 her album comes out next month, you'll be able to listen to that maybe three or four times in the time that this episode took. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. And here's the thing that's a shame for those who have sat through it. You got one more thing to listen listen for and um eric because i don't remember exactly when this segment starts i'll explain it just in case you're not familiar with it it's called what are swifties listening to where typically people will send us artists who are on their ipod and they're totally jamming out to that are not taylor so that way we can share it with the rest of the community Um, okay now in this case taylor i guess it wasn't deliberate but taylor sort of inadvertently submitted a what are swifties listening to and uh that is backstreet backseat freestyle by kendrick lamar (laughs) backstreet's back all right um so backseat freestyle by kendrick lamar at the end of the rolling stone article um taylor jokingly says to the journalist that she's with 
you know, basically said something about how she tunes out the crowd and makes them all go away is by putting her headphones in. And she shared a headphone with him and they listened to Backseat Freestyle by Kendrick Lamar, to which Taylor knows every single word. And I am going to give you an explicit warning because that song is not... That's naughty language. It's it's not a very appropriate song. It, yep. Yes, I can see this being Taylor's jam. Me it's too. like it's like dirty, but it's in, it's dirty in the way that it's funny. Where it's just like, this is my song. Yeah, he's crazy. And I remember the things, when the oh, go ahead. Sorry, the things he talks about doing is crazy. <laughs> um, I was just gonna say, I remember when the pictures of um the two of them walking together came out and listening to their iPod and everyone was freaking out being like, this guy knows all of the songs on Taylor's iPod, which he clearly does. But, you know, we all assumed that, <laughs> that he was listening to her new album. Yeah. And they were listening to backseat freestyle. Like <laughs> yeah. That's a big punch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. So, um, well, I, I, I'm, I'm disappointed, Adam. You didn't ask what I was listening to. Oh, what is Eric listening to? So I'm, I'm kind of a Swifty, right? I'm uh, I'm listening to Men Without Hats. The song is called Pop Goes the World. And since Taylor's album is now all pop and not even a little bit country, I recommend y'all listen to Pop Goes the World. In fact, very it's relevant from the 80s. song title. Oh, yeah, it's, it's from the oh, 80s. It's from the 80s, so that would be good. Uh, I don't know if it's 89. Pop Goes the World. Well, I I just was going to say it's a very relevant song title now because now the world is about to go pop as soon as Taylor releases this album. So, oh, 87, guys. It was released Uh, in 87. So close. Older than anybody on this episode right now. Yeah, that's true. Well, I am listening to it anyway. You guys should check it out. It's awesome. Yes. And of course, we will link to that. You know, normally I I say at the end of the episode, we'll link to it in the show notes at taylortalk.org slash episode blank, but it occurred to me this episode has no episode number, so I don't really know what we should uh, call it. Taylor Swift Rolling Stone? Um, Eric, what what would be something clever instead of episode blank? We'll just call it episode 152. One. What do we? What was? What did they call it when in the beginning of the article when they were at the um, the filming of the video they called it? I'm looking for it. I'm looking oh, like for it. Project Canary Sparrow? Project Canary Project, or... Project Sparrow. Why don't we call it episode Project Sparrow? Why don't we do TaylorTalk.org slash Bad Blood? Oh no, because no, we're gonna because have. A... going to do a song analysis for Bad yeah. Blood. Uh, Project Sparrow. Foresight. No, that's too long. I can't believe we're having scones. TaylorTalk.org slash scones. Scones. (laughs) Is that because you had to look up what scones were? No, I knew what scones were. I love scones. Um, For anybody in the Santa Barbara area, there's a place that makes phenomenal scones called Janine's. Go try it out. And no, they didn't pay me to say that. It actually, they they make very delicious scones. Janine's, you said? Uh, It's called Janine's. Okay. In Santa Barbara. So if you're ever in Santa Barbara, Eric. I will uh, let you know. For sure. All right, guys. I think it is time to wrap it up like an hour and a half later. Um, oh, my God. Any, any episode with Eric is like one of the greatest episodes ever and also one of the longest episodes ever. So, it's just such a pleasure to be on, guys. Sam, it was lovely uh, podcasting. Yeah, you too. You. I hope I, we get to podcast again. I hope our paths cross once more. I'm sure that they will. Hey, once the album comes out, I do want to talk about it. I want to figure out what's my favorite song. 
yeah, and then yeah. I want to come on. Have to have you back on whatever you pick as your favorite song, Eric. Whenever we do that song analysis, why don't you come on back? Yeah. Sammy's excited. She's like, yeah, Eric. Um, let me apologize to any of the younger listeners for curses that may have slipped through Andrew's uh, Adam's iron grip of um, censorship. <laughs> I didn't mean to swear. Sometimes it happens. He didn't I even swear. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Eric. Um, now I'm dating way back to when Taylor did Thug Story. There's a part where she gets bleeped out in that video, and Thug um, she's Story. with T Pain. Yeah, it's called Thug Story. It was it was a sort of a parody song for an award show, and. She did it with T-Pain, and there's a part of the song where she gets bleeped out, and she's like, wait a second, I I, I didn't even swear, and he's all auto-tuned, and is like, she didn't even swear. That's funny. So, So guys, for episode scone of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast, remember, you can go to taylortalk.org slash episode scone. (laughs) Sorry. I just I need I need to go eat a bag of scones. Um, mm-hmm. I'll ask Taylor's bodyguard. A bag for of scones. <laughs> yeah, whole bag. I want a whole bag of them. Do I not know what scones are? Do they come in bags? Well, when you go to the, the to the, the bakery shop. your pastry shop, you, you'll get them. They'll select them for you out of the glass case and put them in a bag for you. So Doesn't you it come in like wax paper and like a box? Maybe sometimes it probably yeah. depends on how many you buy. Mm. you're only buying one for your selfish self alright guys I had fun chatting with you for an hour and a half it is time to go to bed so for episode scone this has been Adam Diane Sammy and Eric saying have a great week guys we'll see you all next time hope you enjoyed the special edition bye bye guys I really wish you would (laughs) wish I would what I just wish you would I wish you would eat a scone Eric bye bye all you had to do was stay (laughs) Oh da-da, sh- should I insert a rim <laughs> shot here? Uh, like a da da. Sure. All right, for real though. Bye. 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 This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.